It's time for another Why Am I Yelling podcast. Why am I yelling today? Well, it's about a trip I had back in November for work. So, little backstory: um, the company that I've worked for for the last four years or so, uh, maybe five, actually five years at this point, was recently acquired by a larger company, and the, the larger company has started to incorporate us into their day-to-day business, and part of that was incorporating me into the IT team. So, there's going to be some IT jargon in this. I'm going to do my best to explain it all to you um, and keep it as simple as possible. So uh, let's get to the story. So uh, about four weeks before the trip, um, they announced the trip and and said, you know, that I was going to be coming for Monday and Tuesday, spending Monday and Tuesday in Pennsylvania um, at their main headquarters and then moving over to um, the New York office, which I have been supporting all the time that I've been working there. Um, so the, the part of the, uh, the Wednesday part of the trip in New York was to install a new firewall and the firewall is basically a router. So you guys all have routers in your house. That's what, um, takes the internet from your modem and distributes it to all of your, uh, devices. So, um, they had asked for all of the rules and, and, and basically the building blocks of our current firewall so they could build a new one about two years prior to the trip. In fact, right when they took over, they they wanted all that information. So I gave it to them two years ago. And um, so, yeah, so the trip comes. Um, I flew out on Sunday and um, arrived in uh, in Pennsylvania and checked in at the hotel. And they wouldn't get me a, a rental car to go from the, um, the hotel to the office and back and forth. Uh, but they would let me have a, a rental car to drive from Pennsylvania to New York. Why they wouldn't just give it to me for the other two days, I'm not sure. But there was a shuttle at the hotel. I, you know, I'm not the kind of person that's going to complain, whatever. It is what it is. So I go to check in and uh, I go to the lady at the counter. I said, hey, um, I'm checking in, you know, and uh, I said, I have a shuttle set for tomorrow morning at 830. I just want to make sure that, you know, that I was still on the list and, um, you know, I didn't know where to go, all that sort of thing. And she goes. Uh, I can't make any new appointments for shuttles anymore. And I said, well, this was made like two weeks ago. She goes, oh, well, then you're fine. I was like, well, don't you need to like check your list to make sure that my name is on the list or whatever? She goes, no, 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 you're fine. So whatever. So I check in and I um, I go to my room. I figure I'll just check with whoever tomorrow morning and we'll figure it out in the morning. So I set up all my laptop and, you know, all of my other technology that I, that I brought with me. And, um, then I found that there was an email from my manager that said, Hey, welcome to Pennsylvania. When you get into the office tomorrow morning, sit next to Dennis and Randy and Jeremy and Rick. And I was like, all right, cool. So I assumed that I was walking into a meeting to sit with these people. I, I had no idea. And I realized that he didn't tell me how to get into the office, where the IT department was, nothing, you know, none of this was was ever explained. I figured that the, there's got to be some sort of locks on the doors, like I don't know who to ask for. Um, he just said, be into the office at nine o'clock. Okay, fine, whatever. So I wake up at six o'clock in the morning and um, I go downstairs to get breakfast and I figure I'll I'll check in with the guy working at the at the desk to make sure that my shuttle was still ready to go. So I say, hey, you know, um, I'm looking, I've been in a shuttle at 8.30 to take me to uh, my job. 
Um, just want to make sure that things are still good. He goes, yeah. Um, I just looked at the shuttle, and the shuttle's got a flat tire. He said, but uh, I've called AAA, and AAA should be here soon. If they don't get here in time, I have my sales manager who's going to drive you uh, to do your work. I said, okay, fine. Let's whatever. Not a big deal. He knew about me. He looked at the list. My name was on the list, so it was fine. Um, I went upstairs, had my breakfast, and then came down and got my shuttle. It was an interesting ride because um, the um, the lady that was driving me, she was also driving someone else who was um, staying in the hotel. He's been there for almost a month um, doing some contract work for this other company. And he spoke not a word of English. And he, she's been driving this guy for like three weeks and she had no one to talk to on the ride to the work. So she was she was very excited to have someone who actually spoke English um, on her on her ride. So we talked a lot and she actually told me how to get into the building, who to ask for, how to, you know, like where like the the um the the little like buzzer is to get in like she knew she knew more about getting into the the, the company than I did um which was just it blew my mind and it, it it just kind of set up the rest of the week so um I get inside um I sit down in the little technology area where you know where all these other guys are and and nobody knew I was coming like it was it was so bizarre that like they've been talking about this trip for four weeks and then like the trip comes and like I walk in and they're like, who are you? Where are you from? Like, like they didn't even expect me. So um, I got there at 845, which was a little bit early. Um, and uh, I was supposed to be there at nine. So it was, well, my manager told me. So my manager shows up at 945. And I had never met him in person. I talked to him on the phone a couple times. So he comes over, introduces himself, you know, and, and then says, uh, I have to go work on time cards. And then... I have a meeting at eleven o'clock, and this is this is where where things really started to to take a downturn. He said, "I have a meeting at eleven o'clock to decide what you're going to do while you're in Pennsylvania." And I was like, "Why have you not like the the fact that you have not had this meeting? I don't know. How about have this meeting on Friday? Like Friday would be a good time. Like, hey, we have a whole bunch of people coming in from across the country. Like, maybe we should decide what these people are doing on Friday." Now, they wait until Monday morning until everyone has arrived to decide what we're going to be doing. Now, a lot of these other people had been in, been part of this this company before. Um, they weren't new new acquisitions. Um, so they've been kind of like integrated, but like there were there were a few of us that were brand new that had no idea what was going on. And the fact that that they had not discussed this prior to my arrival blew my mind. Um, I support several small offices all over the globe. Um, and I, I told my team, I was like, listen, I'm going to be in meetings all day Monday. So I cleared my schedule. All of my work that I normally do on Monday mornings, I did Friday afternoon, Sunday while I was, you know, traveling. That way I'd have all day Monday free. So um, so now I have sat in this office um, from 845 until now 945 uh they couldn't hook me up to the internet so i couldn't even if i had work to do i couldn't do it um and it was just it was just so bizarre and then i um so finally the you know 10 it was uh, like 10:45 or so uh maybe 11 uh, my manager comes back over to me and says hey the the meeting was pushed back to 11:30 uh let me take you on a tour of the facility so he took me on a tour of the facility it was wow it was great it was lovely they make stuff, they ship it out. I didn't really need to see it. He showed me the server room. It was 
a mess, uh, but most server rooms are. So, um, so then I sat down from 1130, um, so he could go to his meeting to decide what I was going to be doing. And, uh, then, um, I sat there from, uh, they finally got me connected to the internet. Um, somehow I, I guess I was using the guest Wi-Fi account, which whatever I was connected so I could at least, I don't know, look at my flights home because I was already looking forward to getting back home. Um, so I sat there literally from 1130 to 130 when they decided to take me out to lunch, um, which was, um, which was nice of them. I, you know, I'm, I'm a simple guy. Like I don't need you to take me out to lunch. Um, like I don't care, but you know, they thought that I needed a $30 hamburger. So we went to some fancy place and, um, I met one guy who's, um, he, he does project management for the company and, he has decided to pull his kids out of school and homeschool them, which I think is fine. There's nothing wrong with homeschooling as long as you do it right. Um, but more importantly, he has decided that um, even though it's not part of his job description, he is going to travel between the three of the major offices uh, in South Carolina and Texas and, and Pennsylvania. Um, and part of that is he is allowed to expense all of his gas and all of his meals because of that. So he is, he told me he was expen- expensing over $5,000 a month for gas and meals for his family on top of his salary, which is over $100,000 a year. Blew my mind. The, the fact that it's like, I, I work for, I, I typically work for small companies where it's like, you know, like when a computer breaks, we need to replace it. Like I have to go through like the process of convincing people to spend three or $400 for a really cheap computer just so they can get their job done. And here, like they're they're just throwing all this money out because this guy wants to do something, and and they're just allowing him to do it. It just it, it blew my mind the fact that he was expensing that much money, um, all because he felt like it. It just so anyway, we drove to this restaurant. I don't even remember the name of the restaurant, um, and it was you know it was a decent meal or whatever. And um, he claimed <laughs> we were we were driving. This is like the, the story just keeps getting better. So he, he, he claimed that there was a problem with the rental car's gas pedal. And like he was like, you know, it was like he would he would like floor it and like the, then slam on the brakes like the whole time. He actually reached, I, I kid you not, he reached 65 miles an hour in a parking lot. Oh, it's the car's fault. I'm like, oh, my God. So anyway, so we, we, we finally get back safely. How? I don't understand how we got back so safely uh, because... You know, 65 miles down a parking lot. Like, you can imagine how fast he was going on the road. So, it was all Toyota's fault. You know, it was a Toyota rental car. It's Toyota's fault. They don't know how to make a gas pedal. Whatever. So, anyway, so we get back. Um, at this point, it's um, probably 2.30 or so. And the only thing that I had scheduled um, prior to my my trip was a meeting at 3.30. That was the only thing that, that, that they had planned ahead of time for me. Um, so I, I sat there from again, two 30 to three 30 and did nothing. <laughs> and, uh, I get up to go to my meeting at three 30. We go to a little like conference room. And, um, the first thing out of the guy's mouth was, um, you need to have a corporate email address to, so, so they wanted us to support this product called Zendesk, which is a, a help desk tool. Um, and, and the first thing out of his mind was in order to support this tool, you need to have a corporate email address and they have told me, you know, outright that I will never have a corporate email address because they want to keep me with my other company. Um, 
so this meeting that was planned, the only meeting that I had <laughs> planned was irrelevant because they wouldn't give me the necessary credentials to support the product. <laughs> so, um, I, I sit here and I'm, I, I, I'm still baffled by all of this, even though like as, as things have gone by, um, things have gotten crazier. Um, and you'll hear that later on in other stories, but, um, it, it, it still boggles my mind. So anyway, the meeting was over at four 30 and I went back to my desk, um, and sat there from four 30 to five and then went home and, uh, well, I didn't go home. I went to back to the hotel. So I got down, went downstairs to catch my shuttle back to the hotel. And I got there a little bit late. I was talking to a few people that I had never met before and, um, you know, trying to, you know, just kind of get out of my, 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 my comfort zone is sitting in a corner and not talking to people. So I tried to, you know, meet some of the people and, um, that I had never met before. So anyway, I get, I get downstairs a little bit after five when my shuttle was supposed to pick up at five. 5.05, shuttle's not there, 5.10. It's like, oh, maybe I missed the shuttle. So I called the hotel and I said, hey, you know, I'm looking for my shuttle. Um, and the guy goes, uh, you're never going to believe this. He goes, AAA came and fixed the flat tire. We just went out to come pick you up and there's another flat tire and a different tire. He goes, but don't worry. He goes, I got the guy that was going to pick you up. He's driving his own personal car. He should be there in like two or three minutes. And sure enough, he was. In fact... In this whole trip, the only thing that was like done well and like was the hotel. Like, like they were perfect. They handled everything the right way, and and like it, it, it's funny that like you know they handled it better than the company I work for. Um. So anyway, so Tuesday comes. Um. They decide that we we're going to have this giant Tuesday team meeting for technology. So, um, some of the meeting was great, you know, because it was, I get to meet a lot of the people and, and figure out what these people do in the company. And, um, that was, that lasted about an hour, hour and a half. Um, and then we turned to, you know, what the technology department's job is. Um, at least that's what they said that they were talking about, but they were really talking about how the focus of the company, instead of, um, manufacturing things, which is what we do, um, they decided that the, that the most important thing was acquiring new companies. And I was like, acquiring new companies is great, but you don't know how to incorporate them. And on, the onboarding process is awful. Like, you know, no one knows what you people are doing and you refuse to tell them what's going on. So, you know, I was trying to tell them that, that they're just going to be buying themselves into a, into, into a hole. Um, they're just going to, they're trying to expand too fast and they don't know how to expand. Um, and, they just kept going, well, uh, you know, our, our business partners want us to acquire, acquire, acquire. And I'm like, that's great. But unless you know how to do that and and incorporate them, it doesn't make sense. So the seven-hour meeting went on. Um, and the plan was after this meeting, I was going to drive to New York to install this firewall. And um, so the guy that was, um, he was a, my original manager. I, I've, I've been with, the, this company took over like two years ago. I've had three different managers now, and I think I'm getting a fourth um, in the next couple of months. Um, and I might actually have one. I don't even know. Um, but they announced that one guy just got a, a promotion two weeks ago, and I don't know whether he is now my new boss or if the other guy is still. I don't know. No one's ever communicated that um, to me. I really don't care, honestly. Um, I just do my job. and um, So... Um, the original plan was for me to take this firewall from Pennsylvania to New York and just kind of put it in place and then be done with it. 
Um, and then the guy who was building is like, oh, maybe I'll come with you and I'll help you. You know, we could do other things while we're there. And I was like, sure, whatever you want to do. I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm easy. I, I don't like to make things more difficult than they need, than they need to be. So um, 4.30 comes around and I go to the guy who was building the firewall and I said, hey, I said, are you coming with me? He goes, well, I'm going to come, but I'm going to come with someone else. Um, one of our database designers wants to talk to your guys, so I'm going to go with her um, and I'll just meet you there tomorrow morning. I said, hey, great. I said, how's the firewall looking? He goes, I just need to put the finishing touches on. It should be fine in the morning. Um, and then we'll just, you know, get everything swapped over and we'll, you know, we'll troubleshoot for the rest of the day and then we can go from there. Like, All right, cool. So I went to the rental car place with uh, my manager. He drove me out there and I showed up at 430 or so. And um, apparently they had done a 24 hour car rental. I don't even, I didn't, I don't rent cars. So like the fact that there was a 24 hour car rental, like, I just thought you just kind of rented it and then you paid for the mileage and then, you know, it's like it goes by day, not by hour. Anyway, um, so he told me that that because I was picking up at 4.30, I had to have it back by 4.30 the next day. And I'm like, listen, I can't have it back by 4.30 the next day. I'm working until 6. Like, uh, he, So we, we were able to, to kind of finagle it so I could return it by 5.30 and it worked out. Um, I had to leave work a little bit early, but whatever. So um, I get there. Um, drove to New York and um, got to my hotel, which was in Queens. I'm originally from New York, and um, I it never dawned on me um, that when the hotel was scheduled in Queens that there might be a problem. And um, I guess that's not a huge problem, but like I've never been to a hotel that had no parking lot before. And um, it, it, it wasn't that it didn't have a parking lot. It did have a parking lot, but it was eight spaces. And I had to park on the street. It wasn't a particularly great area of Queens. Um, luckily, my hotel looked out on the street that I parked on so I could see if my car got stolen um, or if the, you know, the tires were stolen or whatever. So uh, it worked out okay. Um, the car was there in the morning. Um, I got a good New York bagel in the morning, even though it was probably a day old. But it's, uh, you know, a day old New York bagel is a lot better than what we get here in Ohio. So so I, I get to work, um, you know, a little bit early. Um, the guys don't normally come in until nine. I was there at eight thirty, eight forty-five. Um, wanted to set up things, make sure, you know, things are ready to go for this firewall swap. And I'm a planner, so um, I had talked to my team and I had outlined the entire day. So I had outlined the whole entire day, um, and you know, the plan was to have the whole firewall swapped done by eleven thirty. And then we could make sure that the remote people could connect and all that sort of stuff. So, um, so nine o'clock comes around, which is when the guy who built the firewall was supposed to show up. He showed up at nine thirty. Um, I don't begrudge him. It's New York traffic. I understand. I've lived there for most of my life. Um, so nine thirty comes around, and he goes. Uh, so the the um, I tried to do a firmware upgrade on the on the firewall last night, and it failed. I was like, oh, well, that's not a big deal. We can do it here. Whatever. He goes, yeah, I haven't built anything yet, and I went, excuse me. <laughs> I said, you've had this information for two years. You know, like, like you you could have built this two years ago, upgraded the firmware last night, and we could have just put it into place. He goes, I haven't done a thing. He said, but it shouldn't take too long. All right. So not taking too long took until 3.30 that day. It took him six hours to build this this firewall for us. Now, under normal circumstances, like this would not be a huge deal. 
um, except for the fact that I had to leave at four to catch my plane. So um, at 3.30, we decided to give it a shot and swap this firewall over. And by the time we swapped the foot, so basically what, what, what that entails is that we put the new firewall in place. We had to restart all the computers, all of the, the IP phones, and then um, make sure all of the static routing is changed um, for the other computers or the servers, which takes about 20 minutes in terms of changing all the IP addresses and all that sort of stuff. So when we made the swap over at three o'clock, it's already four o'clock and I've got to leave. So when I was walking out the door, um, the internet had just started working, the phones had just connected, and that was it. So I'm driving frantically um, because I had to have my car back by 5.30 um, to the airport, and uh, I'm driving frantically back, and I'm getting all these text messages and phone calls. Hey, this doesn't work, my printer doesn't work, This, all these things. So um, the guy who built the firewall that was, who was still there, he said, listen, I'll take care of all of it before I leave, and it'll be great. And I was like, all right, cool. So I continued to get to the airport. I got there, checked my car in, um, and started making my way to security. And I got a phone call from that guy again. He said, all right, so here's the update. And I went, all right, great. This is awesome. Everything's going to be wonderful. He said, uh, I know I told you to get the printers installed. I didn't get to do that. I said, he said, I, I know I was going to fix SAP, which is our accounting software. I didn't get to do that. Um, I made sure that the internet worked, and I made sure that um, the phone's connected. And I said, okay, but that was working before I left the office. It was already working. What did you do for the last two hours at work? I don't understand. He says, and here's the other thing. I forgot to put the firewall in the server rack. I said, well, he goes, yeah, it's it's kind of dangling by an Ethernet cord, kind of hanging there, sitting in the doorway. And the wireless access point is kind of laying on the ground. Now, the the server room um, doubles as a stock room for all of our, our sample merchandise that we ship out. So we have a $3,000 piece of equipment laying in the doorway that people have to step over to get to their samples. $3,000 worth of equipment, people have to step over it, trip over it, and, and if that firewall becomes disconnected, the whole office goes down, and they can't do a thing. And it was left in a doorway. Like, not even, like, scooted to the side. Like, no, it was in the doorway. Uh, I kid you not, the, 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 guy, the, the guys in my office took a picture of where it was sitting. You literally had to step over it to get into the room. Boggles my mind. So, um, so I sat there and I, I was, I was just, I was in shock. He says, I'm working with a couple of things remotely trying to get, make sure everything works. Um, he said, have a safe flight and, um, I'll update you when you, when you arrive home. So I make my way over to the secure, I, I, at this point I was so fried. Um, I, I, I didn't sleep the night before, um, this sort of technology change kind of freaks me out because there's so much that can go wrong. So um, I had been up since about three o'clock that the morning in the morning. So no sleep. Um, I had, I didn't get to the hotel until um, probably, probably 11, 30, 12 o'clock. So I, I slept from like one o'clock to three o'clock. And then um, so I was, I was completely shot. 
So um, I make my way to security. Um, you know, and you take off your shoes. You have to take out your laptop, all this stuff. Um, so my, my little bins go through and um, everything comes through except my shoes. Now, my shoes were in their own bin with not my own, but it was in a bin with my iPad. So that bin came through, my iPad came out. I start, you know, packing. I go, where the hell are my shoes? So I, you know, I, I waited for a little bit, you know, I finally find a security lady. She, I'm like, uh, my shoes never came through. She goes, just wait, just wait, just wait. And another lady standing next to me, she goes, one of my boots is missing. <laughs> So like here's here's the two of us we're missing shoes, and I I don't know where they are like and literally we we were there fifteen to twenty minutes. Luckily, um, I had been getting texts this whole time, um, along with all the things that were broken, that my flight was delayed, the gate was moved, you know, the flight's been rescheduled, and you know I had probably gotten about 30, 40 messages um, about all of that. So we're sitting here, you know, waiting fifteen to twenty minutes for, for our shoes. And they were nowhere to be found. Like they were like people had gone through, um, you know, no shoes. <laughs> I don't know where they went. The only they finally came through. The only thing I can think of was that there was some guy with a shoe fetish, and he liked my shoes. I I, I don't know. I have no idea. So anyway, I finally got my shoes, and I um, good God. I I put my shoes on and I start heading to my gate, at least the gate I thought I was heading to because it had changed so many times. I didn't even know what, what gate number it was anymore. I just started walking towards the end of the terminal. Um, and at JFK, um, the, the Delta terminal is like 8 million miles long. <clears throat> um, so I get to my terminal finally uh, to get to the gate. And uh, it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff broken. Um, at the office, I'll log in and start fixing stuff because I had, you know, an hour or so before my flight. So I went to connect to the server and I couldn't connect. And I went, oh, that's kind of weird. It's like, you know what? I'm using airport Wi-Fi. I'm VPN'd into, you know, into a strange, you know, configuration. Maybe it's the way I'm connecting. I'll try when I get home. So um, I get home. Flight was okay. Uh, you know, I get home around 11 o'clock. I start working on all the remote stuff and I can't log in. So I contact the guy and he's like, I don't know. It should work. (laughs) Like that's not the kind of answer you want. Like it worked that morning. You know, it worked the day before you made a change and went after the change that you made, it doesn't work. And you know, when you get a response, like it should work, (laughs) um, that's great. It should work. I understand that, but it doesn't. So like you need to fix it. You need to figure out what's going on. He goes, well, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. And I'm like, it's, it's 11 o'clock. I understand that. But like, I've got a guy that starts work in five hours. He starts work at 4 a.m. And he works remotely. He goes, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is all just an anomaly with your computer and your network. Like, I'm pretty sure it's not, but okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll prove it to you in the morning. So sure enough, you know, four o'clock rolls around. I, I, I emailed the guys. I listened, hey, we did a firewall swap. There's a good chance that you won't be able to log in remotely. And on top of that, SAP isn't working, which is what he uses. Um, that's his primary job is to work on this software, SAP. And 
And um, I said, I haven't, I, I can't even log in to fix that problem yet. So sure enough, he logs in at four o'clock, sends me a message to say, hey, I can't log in. So at five o'clock, I start working. I got a few hours of sleep at least. And uh, it took me from five to seven that morning to figure out what this guy had done wrong. I fixed it. Um, and then I was able to fix SAP by eight o'clock um, and my office gets in at nine. So, um, so yeah, that was the saga of this trip. Um, uh, easily the worst trip of my life. Um, I thank you for listening. I, I don't know that I yelled as much as I thought I was going to yell. Um, but part of that is just because. I don't know. It was just so crazy. I, I don't. I, I'm I'm still baffled. Like as angry as I am about the whole trip, and how it was handled. I'm I'm still like dumbfounded at at the lack of everything. <laughs> so um, I would say that's why I'm yelling today. But I don't really know that I yelled all that much. So that's why I'm yelling today. See you.